Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, I'm Justin. And I'm Josh. And we host the Pretty OK Gamers Podcast. Think of our show as water cooler conversations with a little less gossip and a little more geeking out. My Halo, I think, is Legend of Zelda. What? No way. No. Who are you again? I'm Justin, and we're we're (laughs) rather okay at playing pretty good games. No, no. Every week, we talk about games and their history, and even ask ridiculous questions like, are open world games even good? So come join us every Sunday on the HP Gaming Podcast Network. See you there. See ya. This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. What's up, Argonauts, and welcome to another Retro Gaming Podcast. This is episode 102 of the Rcast. I am your host, David Gilton, and with me is a man who's got places to go and got to follow his rainbow, Robert Workman. Gotta go fast. <laughs> That's gotta right. Gotta go <laughs> fast. And now run uh, 80 wheelers, too, at this point. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? You gotta, you know, I, I, we're gun on it, of course. Why not? So, yeah, that's how, that's how many trucks, you know, they always have gun on it. But no, it is our uh, Sonic the Hedgehog episode there, David. Uh, we had a lot of Sonic news drop last week and everything like that, and we have a very knowledgeable Sonic fan joining us this week. Who's joining us? Indeed. So, with Hi. us is our good friend here, Lizzie Silvas, as, as you just heard there. So, how's it going there, Lizzie? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Yeah, happy. absolutely. That's absolutely. like we're very happy to have you on because um, I know I've, like, I I actually talked to you like um, God, I think like it was like months ago actually like when I originally tried to kind of uh, coerce you to come on the podcast at some point we were just trying mm-hmm. to figure out times and all that but you know we're glad to finally have you on and talk about all things that you know that you absolutely love which is the Blue Hedgehog himself Sonic. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So, so we'll definitely be jumping on this uh, on that like right away. Uh, in fact, right away with the news here actually, because there's a fan project out there uh, called Sonic Maker, which looks really really cool. So this is actually something I think you brought to my attention here, Robert. Ooh. Yeah, it is. Uh, it basically mm-hmm. allows you to create your own Sonic stages and then um, just basically just go wild with the Sonic concept. Oh. Now, obviously, it's not an official Sega thing, but it is pretty cool. Uh, according to its creator, uh, the custom creative levels will be saved to single file full of numbers, not containing any external editable images, and will be playable inside Sonic Maker's play mode. So it's got some interesting storage stuff there, so it, it looks like it's pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I, my I, God. Yeah. I was looking at the, um, at, like, the like, video for this, like, just kind of like as, as like a tech example, basically. And uh, it's like showing like how like the physics work like with, uh, with the Sonic sprite, like how it reacts to uh, the different like kind of uh, curves and stuff that you can make, like as he's kind of like rolling up and down on that and like even kind of going on like a circular uh, kind of like orb of ground basically uh, which is really neat so there's definitely uh, sounds it, it seems like there's like a lot of uh, different kind of creativity uh, that could be in places and, you know much like how there was like with Mario Maker 
Uh, I don't expect this to be as robust as Mario Maker was, but it's just kind of cool to see uh, see like a fan project kind of you know make their way with this. So, and not to mention the fact Sega won't touch it because they don't really have a problem with fan projects. You know, unlike unlike Mario or Nintendo. You oh, know Nintendo, I mean? yeah. <laughs> Mario and himself is really... coming down hard with those guys. <laughs> Mario, put down the bed and the hammer. Um, but no, this is made with Game Maker Studio Two, and it features the same physics and collisions with the Genesis Mega Drive version. So they are being loyal to the original Sonic Code, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, um, Lizzie, I was kind of curious, like, what your thoughts were, like, when you first uh, saw the Sonic Maker project. One, one mean, I'm, I'm just kind of like amazed, like, wow, because like a while ago, remember, remember they came, they came up with a Mega Man version, mm-hmm. and people really wanted to see that be real. And now that there's a Sonic one, you're like, oh my gosh, please. I mean. I really want that to be something that's going to get people's attention and that it does really well because it'd be really, really cool to, to see what, what levels people make up with. Because I remember when I was a little girl, you know, I, I used to dream of making my, my own levels and what you would put, put in it and how long it would be. Would it be short, long? And now to actually see someone actually doing that, you know, it's kind of like a dream come true. I mean, it's like, wow, I am definitely going to be supporting that. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so like it, it looks really cool. Uh, there's no, uh, there's no like actual kind of like uh, release date like set for. It's just kind of still like a work mm-hmm. in progress, basically. Uh, but it is really cool, and um, you know, it certainly seems like you know Sega so far has not um, you know um, you know gotten in the way of the project being made or anything as they typically don't in these cases. They're kind of like one of the rare gaming companies that doesn't get in the way of like, you know, fan projects like this, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, so, I, you know, I guess we'll see. And like, who knows if this does like actually turn out to be, you know, kind of like a big deal, like something that's really popular, kind of catches like a lot of wind. Uh, maybe it could, it could be something that Sega can officially sanction in some way, much like how Capcom did with the uh, Street Fighter Cross Mega Man project. I think um, I think the term you're looking for, David, is get up to speed. Yes, there you <laughs> go. That's right. That's right. So yeah. we'll, we'll definitely be keeping our eyes on that. Uh, but like another project that we've been keeping our eyes on is the Atari Box, or what's now called the Atari VCS, which is kind of interesting actually, because this is actually the original name for the Atari 2600, like for like I think like the first five years of its life. Yeah, yeah. Video computer system is what it stands for. Yeah. So like it has like its official yeah. name, and uh, and also like that uh, pre-orders are going to be announced uh, in April. As well so just next month yeah it's been shown at a game developers conference behind closed doors all this week i'm still trying to get like details on like what kind of games it has to support and everything like that but if you take a look there david they, they revealed a photo with these different controllers uh one of them looks like the old atari 2600 controller with the one button but then they also have a game pad mm-hmm. and that game pad uh, it kind of looks like a, a playstation pad with a funky little d-pad and a, and a red left analog stick so yeah. they're, they're really going for style there which is kind of cool for sure, yeah. It's um, it, it looks really cool. Like it's you know certainly the um, like the pro like it's, it's basically kind of like a pro controller, like the like the Nintendo Switch Pro controller, uh, like in mm-hmm. design. But uh, yeah, it, you know, it looks really cool, and I'm glad that they're bringing back the old school Atari 2600 controller there as well, with the single joystick and the single button on there and everything. So, um, so Lizzie, I was kind of curious what your thoughts are with the Atari Box or what's now called the the Atari VCS. What you said? You said that was the original name, right? It will. The, yeah, the the Atari VCS was actually the original name for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, like way back then. I think I think like when it first came out in uh, seventy seven up until eighty two, uh-huh. mm-hmm. basically. So yeah. Oh, so kind of before my time, but 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 you know that that's got to be pretty interesting because um, I know I go to some of these gaming conventions, especially like Comic Con conventions, but they got like like the big gaming section. I remember playing like some of the games on the Atari and. 
for for me, someone who grew up in the eighties, you know, you're kind of used to the Nintendo controller and the and then the Sega Genesis controllers. So I'm actually lo- looking forward to something that I never really played because not that you know I I didn't want to play it. It's just when when you're older and and you have the Nintendo or the Sega in front of you, you know, you you never get the Atari or Color Vision in front of you because by 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 the time you you come to these other consoles you know they're not really available anymore in the store so i'm actually looking forward to be able to go back in time and say hey wow look look what i missed yeah this is actually that, that sounded, really really cool that sounded like the owen wilson wow wow <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah i know right it's just a wow but uh, no the confused the only confusing thing here i can see is by calling it the atari vcs and going for that retro style you know somebody's gonna ask hey did you play the atari vcs yeah man a long time ago we got one in the garage right no, the, the new <laughs> the new vcs i'm like wait well, there's like the, the like new? vader or like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I know, right? So that might lead to a little bit of confusion, but other than that, you know, it's a neat idea. Just channeling back to the past and everything like that. And again, let's bring up the Owen Wilson. Wow. 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 Yeah. (laughs) It it really is like, you know, kind of going back to the past, like, you know, as as we mentioned there with the, with the controller coming back, uh, even with the, the, you know, the the logo that they revealed too, being kind of like a retro throwback in a lot of ways, very disco looking in a lot of ways, which, which I certainly appreciate. Um, But even like too, like with the, like design of the console itself is pretty neat. It's uh, very ribbed, um, not for her play. Pleasure, but I guess for like, retro gamers' pleasure, hopefully <laughs> in this case. Um, but wow. Uh, yeah. wow, wow, yeah, <laughs> rip for pleasure, wow. Uh, but, uh, How did we get so filthy all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is our show, so. Um, but uh, it, it is like a really cool, uh, cool concept as far as like how it looks and like everything that they're kind of putting into it. Like you know, so they're certainly making use of like modern technology with this, with four USB ports, and um, you know, I think I think there's like HDMI and like just like with the tech that's mm-hmm. involved with this. I'm expecting this to be like probably in the 250 to 300 dollar range personally like whatever oh. whatever this is going to be um i'm just really 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 curious though what kind of games they're going to be adding on here because they said that it's going to be a mixture of both old and new so i expect that there's going to be some old atari properties mixed with like whatever new games in there whatever new games means who knows because it could be like an ouya kind of situation where it's like wait you know android games or oh, maybe let's not go down that road <laughs> or, or, or or maybe they'll actually kind of bring in like some like cool like indie games which we'll kind of get into soon actually in their, in our next story, but um, I'm definitely curious to see what the Atari VCS has in store as we learn more about it. As kind of news kind of trickles in very slowly with it, anyway. Yeah, totally. But uh, speaking of stuff that's uh, making the rounds here, uh, we also got a bunch of Nintendo Indies or Nindies, if you will, yes. announcements this week. And man, there's a lot to get excited over, David. And the first one I want to talk about here is Mark of the Ninja Remastered. Now, mm, I don't yes. know if you guys remember this, the 2012 original that came out for Xbox 360 from Clay Entertainment. They're remaking it with some new stuff, I believe. There are a number of new 2D levels to go along with the other one, but it. it I loved this game back in 2012 because it actually felt like a ninja game and not like a ninja Gaiden game, if you will. So I thought that was really cool. And then there was other stuff here, like Garage, which is a top-down, like, twin-stick shooter sort of game. Luminous is coming back. Luminous Remastered is yeah. making a return. Lightfall. Uh, West of Loathing. I don't know. I think you might have seen this at PAX East a while back. It was a stick-figure cowboy game of sorts. And also <laughs> on, on our show, too, because we did actually have a West of Loathing show. Oh, that's right. That's right. We did. I, I forget we had him on the show. I'm sure he's 
everybody's thrilled to see this. Um, the Messenger, which looks like a really cool Ninja Gaiden clone. Uh, the Banner mm-hmm. Saga three got announced. Um, all also sorts a whole of trilogy stuff. too for the Banner Saga. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the whole the whole trilogy is coming out. Uh, Bomb Chicken, a game called Pool Panic, which Bomb is like, Chicken. Pool Panic like sounds like my kind of speed because it's just like so crazy and off the ball. And I think it's made by uh, by, by Adult Swim Games too. So yeah, that mm-hmm. kind of fits with their whole like crazy mantra of like just cartoon and- insanity. Yeah, and also Just Shapes and Beasts. I've seen this at PAX East for like the last 15 years, it seems like. And it's, <laughs> it really it's finally coming out this summer. I'm going to I'm gonna talk to the dude that created it and be like, hey, dude, I'm buying you a donut. I've been waiting for this game to come out like forever, and it's finally coming. You know, so it's like, ah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, a bunch of great yeah. announcements this week. It, it's been pretty surprising. Um, at least with like kind of the games that they showed off. You know, um, I know like with one of them uh, that you forgot to mention there, Robert, actually, was The Messenger, which is like oh, that, of, No, I said that. I oh, said, said that. that. Okay. All right. <laughs> style game. It's being done by Devolver Digital, actually, which that's is right. really cool. Yeah. So, so it, it's I, something I would, like a label. Or that one. Come on. That's an amazing yeah. one. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But it, it's really cool like, with, with what they're doing with that, though, because like they're, they're doing kind of like a mixture of both 8 bit and 16 bit styles. So, like, you're basically kind of able to switch between the two styles and it's supposed to be kind of like a uh, almost like a time travel mechanic, which I'm totally for because I'm just a sucker for anything time travel. So, uh, you're a sucker for anything 8 bit and 16 bit <laughs> in the same package. Just uh, like, as, well, as well as that. Uh-huh. As well as that. Yes. <laughs> Um, but like, I'm, I'm really, really excited for that. Super excited for Mark and the Ninja Remastered. I never thought I would ever see this game ever pop up again, honestly, because I know the uh, the original designer of the uh, you know of the original Xbox Live game um, was um, you know is like not working for Clay anymore. So I figured that this franchise was just dead in the water, pretty much. It was going to be a one off. Um, but hopefully, hopefully, if Remastered does really well, that might prompt them to make a Mark of the Ninja too, and that's kind of what I'm crossing my fingers for. So I'll definitely be be picking this one up. Well, there's always a possibility we could see a sequel. They have a really talented team over there at Clay. So if this does well, don't be surprised if we see some interest regenerate in the franchise. You know, I'd love to see another one with two player co op, please. For sure, for sure, for sure. That would be really mm-hmm. cool, actually. Yeah, if you had like have like a tag team ninja kind of thing going on, mm-hmm. like where you have to work together in order to stealthily move through levels, because th- th- that's almost like the um, the like tutorial level actually in Mark of the Ninja, the mm-hmm. original game. Uh, where you had like that female ninja kind of going along with you. So what if you did have two player with someone playing as the female ninja going around sneaking? That'd be amazing. I'm I'm totally sold on this idea. Thank you, Robert. Oh no, Clay- no problem. See now, now I've got your hopes up for nothing. This is exactly. Great. Clay, <laughs> if you're listening, come on, man. You got you got to get that out there. So come saying. on the show. We'll do our our favorite Owen Wilson impression. Just wow, wow, wow. market a ninja. Wow, market ninja two <laughs> co-op. All right, wow, Robert, you're hired. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much the news right there. So. We'll jump into the part of the show called what are you playing who gets in the games we've all been playing or have recently beat so lizzie with you being our special guest why don't you tell us what you've been playing well right now i've been playing sonic dash because um sega and no how do you pronounce it nomicon well bandai, bandai bought them yeah bandai bought them but they recently released um pac-man mm. was in sonic dash and also on the Pac-Man mobile game, there were Sonic levels in that game. Oh, that's cool. So I was actually playing those, and I beat them, of course, because, you know, I'm kind of the person where the first day of the announcement, <laughs> I had to beat the first day. Yeah. <laughs> and now that the promotion ended, I was a little worried that, oh, no, no, are they going to take it away? No, no. You actually get to keep the special Sonic levels in Pac-Man. And you get to keep Pac-Man and Sonic Dash. So, Sweet. yay, I'm happy. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we talked way. about that crossover a while back. But, yeah, it, it's a pretty neat crossover. And, and, you know, playing a Sonic the Hedgehog-inspired Pac-Man level is kind of cool. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Like just, just, yeah. just, um, just like seeing like our uh, like kind of like our favorite gaming franchises kind of crossing over in this fashion uh, is just really cool. And like obviously we've seen like Sonic like crossover with like a number of different, um, you know, just like characters like you know as you mentioned there with like uh, with Pac Man, uh, but also like you know with like Mega Man, the Archie comics, with Mario, obviously with the you know Mario and Sonic in the Olympics games, um, and you know obviously Sonic in like the Smash Brothers games as well and all that. So like it's it's always cool to see these properties just kind of all mixed together. When way back when we were kids, we, we you know this is all just kind of like uh all like uh just kind of recess talk basically this is all in the play fields it's like well what if sonic like beat up mario like, how would that play out like all this stuff so <laughs> like I can hey mega man could kick his ass any day of the week or twice on sunday man right yeah exactly yeah exactly. now it's a reality now we're like yep. oh my gosh i know if, you're, gosh. if your adult self could talk to your kid self would be like by the way in 20 years you're not gonna believe this but yeah. i guess it's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> no way yeah <laughs> what if i told you that everybody was gonna get along in a fighting game right did you wear your like your uh your your, your like morpheus glasses in that place <laughs> what if i told you <laughs> that, Mar- that mario and sonic would fight each other in real life <laughs> are you thinking like two costumes yeah i'm down for that man right both like the whoa or the wow in this case so <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you where this whole Owen Wilson thing is coming from. Uh, Wes Anderson's movie Isle of Dogs is coming out, and everybody's doing these these Wes Anderson videos. And like three of these Wes Anderson, wow, wow. Yeah. And how many times Owen Wilson talks, wow, wow. I mean, so it's stuck in my head. I mean, obviously we're we're not like a movie podcast, but I am stupidly excited for that mm-hmm. movie. So I, I I can't I can't wait for that. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be- Wow, it's gonna be <laughs> wow, it's gonna be good. Um, so, 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 Robert, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Burnout Paradise Remastered. Um, like I said, a very good port there. Uh, it's it, it's not excellent, but it's great. You know, it's like you know, it's not gonna take advantage of its 4K, but it's a lot of fun. I've also been playing Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered, mm. uh, which is a a pretty cool take on the game because it's like when it initially came out, I really didn't get much love because it came out at the same time as Assassin's Creed Unity. Mm. So Unity got all of its attention, and Rogue was just like left behind for the 360 and PS3 players. But now it's out on PS4 and Xbox One, and it, it's a pretty good port. I mean, it's got some issues with graphics here and there, nothing amazing, but it, it's still a solid mm. game, mm. and and it really turns the whole Assassin's Creed thing on its head because you play as a Templar this time around yeah which was really cool so yeah i mean it, it it's a good game I, I enjoy the heck out of it and then um bad dudes on nintendo switch of course you have been. <laughs> are, you, are, you bad enough to, are you bad enough to say president ronnie well you know it's like, <laughs> well i'll tell you what these bad this is dudes just a show, yeah, I, just <laughs> show of awful impressions is what this show is yeah. <laughs> but uh no i've been playing bad dudes and uh tomorrow i get to play moon patrol on mm. nintendo switch oh. and i will give my Impressions on that, so yeah, wow, wow, it's a moon patrol, wow, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so as far as what I've been playing, uh, obviously with um, with with Overwatch, I'm always playing Overwatch. Uh, but I do have to mention there was a, a a clip I put up on social media recently where I was go- I was basically bowling with mm-hmm. Reinhardt, basically just uh, did like his Earth Shatter and just kind of knocked people off the bridge in uh, Eichenwald. So that was a lot of fun. And <laughs> also I also got got to check out um, Brigida as well, like the new character who came out. Uh, oh so yeah, she she did officially come out on Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, I like I absolutely love her. Like she is a really really cool character. And uh, I was playing around with her actually in the um, what was it kind of like the no limits, the no rules mode, or whatever. So you have like six Brigidas basically against another six Brigidas. So it almost turns into like a movie of, uh, of like three hundred <laughs> in that sense, mm-hmm. but in Overwatch form. So it's everyone just kind of 
clashing together, whipping their chains around. It's just a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah. She's, Sparta! She's, yeah. <laughs> she, she, she's definitely really cool. She's definitely going to take some getting used to for people who just aren't used to playing as, like, healers and everything because she is that kind of healer-tank hybrid. But, yeah, she, she's a lot of fun for sure. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> also, like, I'm, st I'm still playing through Link's Awakening, so I think I'm two instruments away. Like, I have to, have to play through uh, some more of that. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. So I'll, I'll give some more full impressions, like, when I'm, you know, fully through it. Uh, and also with Oregon Trail, and I know this is like something that you were, you're, you're, you know, you were really, you're really curious about with here, Robert, uh, was Oregon Trail, which is the uh, like the handheld version, which Target came out. It was like a Target exclusive, and um, mm -hmm. the the um, the device itself is basically like the size of like one of those like '80s brick phones, <laughs> pretty much. So it's just like this thick handheld thing. Um, so not like the most portable thing, but it's it's a pretty neat like collectible, and also like you know the fact that you can play like old school Oregon Trail, like exactly how you played it back in school, like way back in the day, uh, is is really really neat so um yeah it's, it's definitely like a cool pickup uh you know if you're able to kind of grab one then you know again it's exclusively over our target so you know if you happen to see it then i'd highly suggest to grab it so and isn't isn't like the system build up just like a little thing and then like big y and n buttons for yes no decisions yeah exactly yeah so it's just like it, it's, it's kind of like this weird like um like almost like a square like on its like on its corner as like a d-pad and it has like diagonal buttons and then on the right side it's just like there's like a like the the uh, wagon button for like your stats or something, and then like I'm trying to remember like there there's like there's like two different like buttons to it. I'm not like in front of it right now, but like there there's like very few buttons involved with it. Obviously, like there's only so many buttons you need for Oregon Trail, uh, but like it, it's it's pretty neat port and like just the fact that you know again it's just like this uh, quasi handheld version of uh, of Oregon Trail that you can just kind of collect. So yeah, it's it's really neat and definitely one to pick up there. Hey, by the way, how do you how do you pronounce that thing? Because like whenever whenever I read it. I'm like, wait, what's it saying? Because I always think it's, it's, it's saying you got diarrhea. So I can't, <laughs> it's dysentery. I can't pronounce it. It's dysentery, yeah. So it, it's embarrassing, so you might as well die of diarrhea. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's essentially that, honestly. Like, it's, it's basically like, um, like dying from the, uh, what was it, the, um, uh, the like, disease, basically, of, like, having... Um, what was it like? Just kind of the fecal matters kind of build up, basically. That's it's basically what what this entails. Do we really is. need to go into detail about fecal matter? I mean, I, I guess Lord. I guess you can go to like WebMD or something if you really wanted to look up dysentery or something. But, um... Welcome to the dysentery podcast where we get into the fecal matter. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so we'll, we'll welcome we'll, to the show, Lizzie. <laughs> we will move away from, from from the fecal matter and move on to a game code here to give away, uh, which is a game code here for Tokyo Forty Two on Steam. So. Tokyo 42 is a hyper-stylish, isometric, open-world shooter. Framed for a murder you didn't commit, you'll delve into a world of assassins, deadly corporate intrigue, and cats. Explore this beautifully handcrafted micro-Tokyo and discover its secrets. So uh, if that sounds like a jam, then definitely jump on this. Uh, again, that's Tokyo 42 on Steam. The code is CFQKD7NEXZ. PC9KI again this Tokyo 42 on Steam enjoy so with that, we have Ooh. the stage of history, indeed. Uh, this is a celebration of wretched titles that deserve a spot, for better or for worse, in the pantheons of history. So I figure with this being our Sonic episode, the Sonic-themed episode, uh, we'll start off with some Sonic games. So uh, first up we have here is Sonic 3D Blast. So this is a... Oh, God. No, yep. why? Indeed, <laughs> indeed. She wants Sonic R. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Sonic 3D Blast is a 1996 platformer by Traveler's Tales and Sonic Team. While the game was conceived by Sonic Team, most of the actual, actual programming was outsourced to Traveler's Tales. 
It was the final Sonic game developed for the Sega Genesis, and an unofficial director's cut version developed by the lead programmer was released in 2017, so not too long ago there. Um, so, Lizzie, you seem to have some very strong opinions about Sonic 3D Blast, so, on, so, so do tell. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, first off, I was happy with Sonic 3 and with Sonic <laughs> and Knuckles when they showed Sonic in 3D format. I thought, hey, this is awesome. I couldn't wait to play a 3D Sonic game because I really love the special stages. And I played the game. And you know what? At first, I didn't have any problems with it. Because I was used to saving the animals, so I w- so I thought you save it, it's gonna walk away just like every other game. Mm-hmm. Nobody told me that if one little stupid rock touches them, they run away and you gotta go catch them. Yeah, <laughs> I wasted so much time in that fucking game going Aww. back looking for those birds, and that took me off because because you had to collect the rings, you had to go talk to Knuckles, you had to do all these things, but you had to save the birds. Mm-hmm. That that <laughs> the flickies, was it? Wasn't it? Yeah, the it's flickies, the flickies. The flickies based yeah. on that flicky Genesis game that came out a while ago. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I wasted so much time in the game recollecting them because I would have all of them, and, and then you start to barely walk away, and they hit something, and they all scatter, and you got to go find them again. That was just too much for me. I I love the special stages for the game. That was awesome. I could always beat those, no problem. But the levels itself, it was those damn birds that just annoyed me to the point to where I actually took a temporary breakup with Sonic <laughs> and just didn't play any games for a little while. Yeah. Poor Sonic. Those there, are my geez. feelings. <laughs> yes, no, I love Sonic because the birds annoyed me. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to understand, I think this game was put together because I remember a while back there was a fan project, or not a fan project, a Sega project called Sonic Extreme. And it was set to bring like a 3D Sonic Adventure sort of game to the Sega Saturn. And I think they mm-hmm. had like difficulty with it in the midst of its development. They had to cancel it. And they had to come up with a game kind of like real quick to fill in the holiday void, if it were. So it mm-hmm. sounded like what they did is that, you know, they had Traveler's Tales working on the Sonic 3D blasting probably separately. And, you know, it came out for the Genesis first, but then they released like, um, what was it? A revamped Sega Saturn version mm-hmm. with, um, mm-hmm. with uh, revamped music and with the 3D stages where you race down the tunnels in actual 3D. And you could just tell things were kind of rushed with it. I mean, but I mean, it's still not a terrible game. The music's actually really good. But yeah, you're right. Those those birds kind of piss me off. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not damn I'm not birds. Gonna, yeah, because I'm not gonna make it to the end and then oop, here comes here comes Doctor Robotnik. He smacks one, and here you gotta go catch him again. You're like, you know what? Die, die. You know what? Go make fried chicken or something. I don't care. I'm done with this game. <laughs> Doctor Robotnik, that's very good. I'll open up a chicken chain. Man. I guess in this case, it's more like KFF. It's Kentucky Fried Flickies in this case. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wants them, yeah, that's what she wants. That's right. That's right. Seven herbs and, fri- and prices or whatever. Like, it was seven herbs and spices. <laughs> and prices. Um, but yeah. So uh, next up we have here is Sonic Adventure. Speaking of a, a true 3D Sonic game here. Uh, this is a 1999 adventure game by Sonic Team. It was part of the Sega Dreamcast launch lineup. It features six playable characters, including the debut of Big the Cat. <laughs> and there is a game within. Oh, yep, that's right. And there's a game within called Chow Adventure, played through the Dreamcast VMU that involves taking care of a Chow virtual pet, uh, which is pretty neat. Like a pretty neat concept, anyway. Like especially since um, you know, obviously there was like the 
the popularity of like Tamagotchi and uh, was like the um, I forget like what, what what the other one was called. Uh, but there's like Tamagotchi and like uh, so this is kind of like almost like. I don't know, sometime after that, and, like, I guess try to drum up some kind of interest in that, and also, like, kind of bring your VMU on the go, which I never personally did, but I always, I always liked the VMU, and I liked the idea of, like, mm-hmm. u- utilizing the VMU in very, uh, very like, inventive ways, uh, you know, and, and, and certainly Sonic Adventure did that in this case. You know, they actually re-released that, that those, those little toys, um, I've seen them at Walmart. Oh, Tamagotchis, yeah, yeah, they, like, brought yes, them back. Yeah, they released them. Mm-hmm. For but sure. nobody cares. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Nobody cares. I'm done. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm kidding. Um, I liked Sonic Adventure. I mean, there were some problems with some of the platforming in some places. It wasn't quite perfect, but it was still a pretty good game. And when they released it for GameCube, I thought it was a lot of fun too. But I swear to God, um, at the time that it came out and everything like that, my coworkers were like, "I'm gonna find me some cows and I'm or chaos and I'm gonna kill them." Uh, you know, and they were <laughs> diabolical or some shit. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, because it had, like, this kind of, like, weird, um, I don't know, almost like kind of like a Knights of the, of the Old Republic or Bioware kind of, like, system to it, like, where you can make, like, a good chow or a bad chow, and they have, like, you know, like like an angel halo or, like, devil horns or whatever, so you can kind of, like, raise them to be in uh, kind of different ways depending on, like, what, I don't know, mood you're in, I guess, in that case, um, but yeah, like, it, this obviously is not... You know, you know, clearly just all about chows and everything. But with Sonic Adventure itself, uh, it's was, it was pretty interesting, especially when um, I remember like the very first time seeing that whole uh, running sequence and you're running away from the uh, Shamu whale, basically the killer whale, mm-hmm. pretty much. And uh, it's like ripping up like the whole pier, like when you're on the beach. So like that was like really impressive. And it was like a really, really cool display of like what the Dreamcast was kind of capable of at the time. Um, it, it certainly sold a lot, too. It, like the thing is, like with with this game and also with Sonic Adventure Two, honestly, I remember loving them at the time. Going back to them now, they do not age well <laughs> at all, unfortunately. Uh, but they were certainly fun, like for, you know, for, you know, for the time, like both both adventure games. The second one pissed me off, but just mainly because of I don't know the friggin' knuckle stages. Be like, you're almost there, and you're listening to a really bad rap song while you're trying to dig around. That's the right, tunnel. there was. <laughs> Let it get to me. I'm just going. God, it made me so mad. <laughs> okay, I can't play this anymore because I hate I hate knuckles. <laughs> but like, have you gone back to the uh, to like the adventure games since I first played them, Lizzie? Well, to be honest, not really, because this is what ticked me off. You play all the Genesis games, right? Mm-hmm. Sonic never fucking dies in the water. All of a sudden, <laughs> I'm introduced to Sonic dies in the water. Yeah. And I have a big what the fuck? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When did when did Sonic, sweetie, go from underwater, breathe, grab an air bubble, he's alive? To... Well, they, they probably didn't want to make all the air bubbles. Right. And also <laughs> the like uh, scary music as you're running out of air, too. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I remember that. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was yeah. worse. Besides, it was a lot worse than Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. Because like, in the opening stage, you actually did some surfing on the water there. And if you took like one small misstep, you see him go like maybe a foot down in the water. Whoa! He yeah. loses his life. That's right. What the hell is that? Yeah, we'll, we'll certainly get more into uh, the Sonic 06 for sure. Uh, you know, as we kind of get into our main topic here, but there is another game that we want to talk about here, or at least that you want to talk about here, Robert. <laughs> yep, and 
that game is Sonic the Fighters. <laughs> yes, yeah. there was actually oh. a, a fighting game. It was originally released in 1996 in arcades on Sega's Model 2 arcade system. It pits characters from the series in one-on-one battles and was built on top of the 3D fighting engine for Fighting Vipers, which came out the same year. Uh, the game was, like I said, originally reached in arcades, but then they saw its release across a number of other platforms. It was part of the Sonic Gems Collection <laughs> compilation that came out for GameCube and PlayStation 2 in 2005, <laughs> and then released again digitally in 2012 for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. And I believe it's backwards compatible on Xbox One as well. So this was a fun game. I think the interesting thing about it was when you got into the combat situations, you could actually knock rings out of opponents and do like little interesting ring bounces. So Lizzie, you ever play Sonic the Fighters? I heard of it. I've always wanted to play it. I, I know I've seen the YouTube videos, but I could never find it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, for some reason, I, I thought it always did come out for the Sega Saturn, but apparently that that Saturn version was actually canceled. Um, yeah. So it, it was it, it was actually an you know an arcade only game until 2005, as you mentioned there, Robert, that Sonic Gems collection on the GameCube and mm-hmm. uh, the PS2, uh, and it apparently came out too like for like the last gen consoles too, like with Xbox 360 and PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, like I I always saw footage of this. I don't think I ever played it, but I always found it interesting, especially with the fact that Yu Suzuki was behind this as well. So there's yeah. a, there's a bit of like virtual fight pedigree kind of thrown in this game too i mean granted i was more of a fan of like um fighters megamix so that was me but yeah i I did i did think this was a cool little novelty because you don't i mean did you know up until super smash brothers came out you didn't really imagine a platforming hero starring Mm -hmm. in a fighting game so you know oh yeah Was, was, was this like the first time like seeing that like having i don't know actually no like i think um no, like because uh, Smash Bros. Like, like the original Smash Bros. came out before this one, I think. No, yeah. it came out in '99. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, in '99. So, so yeah, oh, yeah, so, yeah that, I mean, oh, that's right. This yeah, one, this the arcade game came out in '96. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. And that, it kind of led the way. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, in some way, it inspired Smash Brothers. It doesn't say it here, but I mean, you know, with Sonic fighting his buddies and everything like that, somebody's like Nintendo's like, hey, what would happen if Princess Peach beat the crap out of Mario? Right. Let's find out. <laughs> Domestic abuse, like right there. The <laughs> game. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's really cool. And like, I, I always like the idea of this game. It, it, it doesn't seem like it works super well at practice, but like just like the novelty of it is like really neat. And you know, just kind of seeing uh, seeing Sonic beat the crap out of Tails or whatever. It's kind of seeing rings pop out of him. And this kind of like it's basically like an arena fighter in a lot of ways. Uh, it's, it's really neat. So. Uh, yeah, it's you know it's just kind of interesting, especially with the fact that like just the overall shape of the characters themselves have the kind of big heads and kind of stubby arms for the most part. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus also uh, whatever was the name of that uh, that duck character. Um, that little green duck, right? The, the green, green duck. That... Yeah, I always like to just, just kind of the, the the design of that character. I think it's um, Bean the Dynamite. I was kind of looking up a list of names there, um, but I, I think that's like the name of the duck. But yeah, like I, I just got I always like that like design and everything, but. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing some kind of return to this. I know that there was like some online play actually added into the uh, like the last gen versions of this game actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Well, you never know with the Switch. They might they might say, hey, that's what we're gonna add. <laughs> maybe maybe it, it might be part of that uh, the whole arcade archives uh, like the kind of the Versus series whatever that uh, the, the Nintendo's coming out with uh, sometime down mm-hmm. down the line. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, but yeah, that's Sonic the Fighters right there. So it's gonna lead us now into our main topic here, which is gonna be all things Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, which is why we're we're glad to have you on here lizzie so you can basically kind of lead the charge here uh, i was kind of curious actually to ha- have like the conversation start off actually with your own personal story uh because like, you, you have like a very very uh very interesting story honestly like related to sonic um involving uh involving brain cancer actually right yes sir what uh, happened well 
back back when I was a little girl, like back in the early nineties, um, I was starting to develop, you know, sicknesses where I was getting really, really sick in school. And, you know, the teachers and students didn't know what was wrong. Students of of course would bully me when I when I was little and say, Oh, she's faking, she just wants attention and uh, and you know the school nurse didn't didn't understand what was wrong. They were like, "Well, we don't know." And my dad tried to take me to three different doctors. Everybody thought it was, you know, um, uh, what do you call it, migraine headaches. Mm. And th- then they found this doctor that actually examined me and was like, "Hey, you know, let uh, you have to send her get an MRI." They they did the MRI and they discovered this tumor in my head that was like right above the brainstem. And by the time they found it, they gave me some horrible news that said, you've got two weeks to live because if we remove the tumor, you might die. If we don't remove it, you're going to die. You might die during surgery. So if you had the surgery, it's up to you. So, you know, I I had the surgery. But the second part that was difficult was actually the recovery stage because I spent my summer, you know, in therapy. And then I had to go back to school because... That, cause that's kind of what the state of Texas does to you is you have to go back to school and just take PE. Mm. And my parents weren't happy. I wasn't happy either because, you know, it, it was only like a few months since I was recovering. And I was just getting boldly left and right. I mean, kids were making fun of me for being chubby, for my hair being shaved off. I was constantly stuttering. I couldn't concentrate. So whenever I had to take math, I couldn't answer problems and you know i i had kids who told me oh so you so you had surgery you should have died instead you shouldn't be here no one likes you here and you know all this kind of nasty bullying that kids really are jerks Mm -hmm. so um i would and you know i would always go home crying because you know i didn't have any friends in school you know nobody stood up for me you know i was always alone and Sometimes I didn't want to go to school. You know, I was like, you know, I don't want to go to school today. One day, I did not go to school, and my parents were like, "Okay, well, your your mom and I have off, so we're gonna we're gonna be home too." And my parents decided to go to the store, and I asked them, "Can I can I just stay home?" And my parents were like, "No, no, 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 no," because you know when when you're your parents' baby and you just had a brain tumor removed and you were given two weeks to live, they're gonna protect you. Mm-hmm. So when they say, you're, we're not going to leave you home alone, we're not going to leave you home alone. So I went with them to Sam's Club. And my parents said, well, okay, where do you want to go? Because I was, I was able to walk. I mean, I, w- I would stumble, but, you know, I was able to walk. And that's kind of what I needed to do was walk, walk around. So I just hung out in the electronics section because what they used to do back in the day, they used to have TV set up with the gaming console so you could test out the games that's what they used to do oh yeah it's like old, so, the, the uh like old old kiosk there yeah. yeah 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 so i walked over to where they used to have like the nintendo stuff and i remember they they, they did have the nintendo set up but then they had something different next to it which um i've never seen before and it was you know a you know a pretty shiny black console and there were kids playing the game and that kid was watching me and asking well, do you want to play? And I'm like, well, I don't know what this is because it clearly wasn't wasn't Mario. I was like, this is different. Mm-hmm. So the kid told me, and he handed me the controller, and my hand was very very shaky when I was holding the controller. But um, I looked up, and I was having very difficulty um, playing the game because because of the fact that um, my hands were shaky when I held the controller, 
And then I had to look up and then I had to look back down because I couldn't remember what I was touching or pressing. So it would make me dizzy. But after a few minutes, you know, I, I would start to, you know, really grasp onto the controller and try to focus. And eventually my, um, my dad saw me and said, oh, OK, so he asked me, well, do you want that? And I go, well, for some reason, I really like it. So my dad bought me the Sega Genesis and he brought it home. And then I had to go, go see my, my pediatrician. And he said, well, I, w- I would encourage your daughter to find something for, hand, for, her, for hand-eye coordination because she, she's going to need a distraction because she, she, she's dealing with a lot. And you need to find her something that, that can actually help her with her hands and something that can help her more focus. Was just kind of like the well, like um the like residual effects of like the trauma basically of the of the surgery. Yes, yes, because because when, whenever they remove a brain tumor, where the tumor was located, actually controls all functions of your body. You know your 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 eyesight, your hearing, your speech, your balance. You know, you know it kind of basically really messed me up to where I was really struggling. Mm-hmm. And the Sega Genesis actually helped me because because I couldn't. I couldn't hold on to the Nintendo controller because you remember it was like it was like a tiny little square controller or a small little rectangle controller. I couldn't hold that in my hand. That that's how hard it was for me to hold something. My my hands would would start hurting or they would start shaking really badly. But for some reason, the Sega Genesis controller, I was able to just hold on to it. And my parents put the TV kind of like in front of me to, to where I would ju- just have Sonic right in front of me. So that way I wouldn't have to look, I wouldn't have to look up and down, up and down, up and down. I could just look straight at the TV and press the buttons and playing the games actually helped me because, because I was able to actually mash the buttons and actually start to, you know, jump over platforms and, you know, beat a zone or a level Every now and then, and it really started to help me. And then um, when the comics, uh, you know, the, 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 the comics came too, um, they would help me to, to be able to say words again because I had a really bad stuttering problem after my surgery because I had to learn everything over again. Mm-hmm. That's what was so, so difficult because I returned to school and being bullied and you have to learn all these things over again. And it's so embarrassing. So I had the... the um, video games to help me with my hand-eye coordination. Um, the comics would help me to read again and help me to say words out loud. And then the TV shows actually came out at the same time, remember, in, in 1993. The TV shows came out that same year, too. And I was very happy because even though I was still bullied in school and I would be, you know, really upset when I got home, I was pretty happy because, you know, Sonic w- w- was there when I got home because he would come on, like, at 4, in the mo- like at 4 p.m. So I was very happy so it's kind of like your like good day. friend like always there for you like every time you come home and just need to kind of I guess like get away from all the bullying and just all the kind of like nastiness pretty much was going on around you. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, because actually I didn't have any friends because you know nobody wanted to be friends with me because because you know you're you're chubby, your hair is shaved off, you're stuttering, mm-hmm. you can't see very well, you have poor balance, and people think you're ew like like some kind of freak, and no one cares about 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 your story, or they say oh, man, you should have died instead or, you know, joke like that because, you know, people people are mean like that in school. But, you know, I mean, all I had was Sonic. 
And I was very happy with Sonic because because when, whenever I would see Sonic running, you you know, it kind of inspired me to want to start walking faster and to try to run. And Sonic was just something that I really needed. Um, I always felt that God sent me Sonic because Sonic was was just there when I needed him because my brain tumor surgery was in 1993 and that's when all that Sonic stuff came out you know the comics the TV shows the the son the new Sonic 3 game came out you you know Sonic was just there right when I needed him that's why he means so much to me is that he always kept me happy Uh and I just don't want to let him go because I don't think I would be happy if someone yanked him from me because because he was there for me at a very difficult time and when everyone didn't care about me you know all, all I had was him because because I mean I mean I had my parents but you know it, it's not the same cuz you know your parents work you know your parents can't go with you to, to school you know they can't go to the movies with you or spend the night at a friend's house you know I didn't get to do any of that stuff when I was a kid I mean that's how badly I, I was bullied and treated and you know you know and so it, i i don't know how to, how to like say it better is that yeah i love sonic the hedgehog you know he means everything to me. i mean he was just there when i needed him for sure yeah and like it, it's pretty clear too actually like with uh with like the like sonic collection that you have like you, you know you, like uh just you know like, like before we were doing like our uh, like our recording for the show you were you were showing me like our whole sonic collection like all around your room and everything it's, it's very very impressive like with what you kind of like amassed over the years um you know and it's, it's very clear that you have like a very very uh you know deep love like you know, for, for sonic and it seems like the sonic community has uh it kinda, you know kind of like largely kind of like rallied around you too in some cases um like even with that um that comic that i know that they have pinned on your Twitter, uh, your, you know, your Twitter profile actually uh, was, yeah. you know, was really, really cool and very, uh, very sweet in a lot of ways. Uh, I was, was kind of curious, like, like who made that for you? Um, he actually doesn't want his name revealed because because there are some some people out there who, despite that I, I have a following, there's some people who don't like me, and he wants to avoid that drama. So he's like, he's like, Lizzie, I I love to draw for you. I will draw you and Sonic anytime you want, but please don't reveal my name. So. Gotcha. Okay, it's <laughs> fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, but like, it, it is a very, very uh, like, very impressive piece, and and also very sweet too. Like, honestly, like, it's it's really cool to see that and just kind of the art uh, that's kind of been um, kind of been made, like you know, with you and your you know your love for Sonic, like through like your story and so, you know your survival and all that stuff. It's very inspiring stuff, honestly. So like, I, I was I was really um, I was really kind of taken aback by it when I first heard about it. Yeah, I think it's like mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of drew into video games. I mean, I know I got bullied as a kid a lot, so I kind of did video games as well. But, I mean, mm-hmm. your story, it, it just really makes me mad that people would treat you like that. Like, when you're, when you're already going through enough shit as it is, just trying to get this stuff with your brain cancer taken care of and anything like that, you've got them telling you, oh, you should be dead. I mean, it'd be like, you know, if, if a kid had said that to me, I'd, I'd throw him over a balcony, but that's just me. But it just really, <laughs> ugh, I don't get it at all. Some people just decide to be cruel. You have to understand, sometimes you can't control these conditions, you know? Like, I had a, a really yeah. bad knee jerk for a while there, you know? So I, I, it's not like I could control it. I mean, I could kick somebody's butt, literally kick somebody's butt if they made me mad. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it just makes me mad that, like, some people had to go through that to the point where some people had to go into withdrawal and everything. But, like you said, you discovered Sonic the Hedgehog, and next thing you know, you know, you, you're collecting all the games, you're, you're checking out all the memorabilia, you're getting into stuff like Sonic Mania, you know. So, I mean, it's something that's stuck with you. And you're cosplaying, that's Sonic. Oh, cosplaying, oh, yeah, too, that's right. Too. Cosplaying, that's right. So, I mean, it, 
like I said, it, it angers me a little bit, but by the same token, I, I can see where it kind of led to like a positive result down the road. And you had, you know, this great devotion to Sonic. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I see comics with you all the time. It was like, well, there was this one where I guess Sonic was or, like interfered with like some sort of dinner between you and Mario. I, I don't know where that <laughs> yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah, an episode yeah, of like, The well, Bachelor or something. Get out of my face, Mario. <laughs> or, or Sonic, oh, get yeah. out of my face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well with that comic, basically, um, Mario got a date with Lizzie, and Sonic did everything he could to ruin it because because <laughs> that's Sonic's personality, right? He would he 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 would be a jealous little ass and be like, uh uh uh, that's my fan. What are you doing with my fan? <laughs> that's hilarious. That's awesome. Um, so I, I, you know, I guess like you know, with like kind of that strong fandom, like you know, because obviously Sonic does have a strong fandom, just kind of like around him over the years, like ever since he first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was kind of curious on what uh, on what both of you think actually, like in regards to uh, like how Sonic became an icon that is still relevant today. And um, I'll, I'll actually kind of start off actually, you know, just with the fact that um, I think like you know, purely from the fact that he is a mascot that was the antithesis of Mario in a lot of ways because Mario is kind of like very mm-hmm. kind of like safe, very goody two shoes, very Mickey Mouse, I guess you can kind of say in a lot of ways. Um, you know, even right down to like the white gloves too. Actually, in that case, mm-hmm. uh, and also with Sonic too, with the white gloves. But with Sonic, like he kind of ha- you know obviously exhibited more of like an attitude, more of the uh, kind of like that '90s badassery, I guess if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and kind of be more of like I guess like the quote unquote bad boy of gaming back then. Uh, but also kind of sparking off like with the whole like trend of like with uh, with mascot platformers and just like you know so many people trying to copy that uh, that success basically that Sonic had. Plus, also the fact that uh, if you if you look at Sonic from just like a silhouette, you know exactly who it is, just with the spikes and like with a rounded head and like the you know the way his eyes are shaped too. Um, it's a very very like very like good design in that sense. Like that's always kind of the key. Uh, key um, like thing really for any like really good design for a character period is if you could recognize them purely from their silhouette and Sonic definitely embodies that. And he really introduced this I- iconic, like you said, iconic platforming age where, where we get all these platforming games. You know, some of them were really good. We had stuff like Rotten Rocket Knight Adventures. We had Bonk's Adventure and everything like that. And then we had stuff like Awesome Possum, which I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out. Some people, some people try to copycat Sonic. It's like you know what you you will never be able to be Sonic. There was one game that ga- they came really close. There was a game called High Seas Havoc. I actually discussed it a while back in an art podcast episode. Mm-hmm. It's a decent pirating game, but it's like they took the formula from Sonic with running down hills and everything like that. It'd be like, oh, they did a little pirating of their own. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, like, wow. I, 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 I was kind of curious on, on, on your words there, you know, there too, Lizzie, as far as like, you know, like why you think Sonic is like such a beloved icon in general. Well, like I said, for well, for me, he would he just showed up when when I needed him, and I think I was attracted to him because of the fact that it, it, I mean, for me, it was something different, you know. I mean, I I mean, you know, you're you're used to Mario, and the, and then here comes this this blue looking creature that runs real quickly and catches your eye and gets your attention. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, he, I mean, like, like in the, in the TV shows, he was just awesome. I mean, I mean, I mean, he was funny, you know, back in the day, it was Jill White who voiced Sonic and yep. everyone Steve knows Urkel who himself. he is. <laughs> Did <laughs> I do that? Yeah. <laughs> but he was like and, Stefan Urkel <clears throat> in this case. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and for some reason, he, he seemed to have like more, more personality, like, like, wow, like, like someone who made you happy, who can make you laugh and keep your attention. 
it's kind of like what Sonic did for me was like, you know, he was just different. And, and you know, when, when you grew up with cartoons like Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse, you're kind of used to cute little animals that get your attention. So Sonic was kind of like, like an immediate wow, you know. Wow. You got my attention. Yeah. <laughs> he just popped out of everywhere. Yeah. Like, look, he's everywhere. You can get games and T-shirts and all that cool cereal. stuff in the 90s. The cereal, too. That's right. Yeah, I forgot yeah, the they had cereal. Sonic cereal. <laughs> hey, I gotta go. I got sugar rush fuel. Right, yeah. You gotta go fast after yeah. you eat that, for sure. <laughs> and then you discover chili dogs, because that was the first time I actually ate a chili dog, was when I watched oh, yeah. Avengers Sonic the Hedgehog. And you're like, this is what you eat? So there, there was like a trip I took to uh, to Australia. I remember like it was one of two trips I took to Australia, and um, there was actually like a big arcade I remember finding there, and it was it was basically like a big like Sega building, like it said Sega like right across it and everything. So mm-hmm. there there was you know they had like games like all across like from different companies and stuff like inside of it, like just like a giant arcade basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it definitely had like a strong Sega theme and Sonic the Hedgehog as well. So like I remember like when the uh, you know like for as far as like food that you can get like within the building, they actually had chili dogs there and that was like the first time i actually saw chili dogs outside of the sonic the hedgehog cartoon because otherwise sonic mm-hmm. the hedgehog cartoon was the only time i've ever known about chili dogs ever so i'm like i'm just curious what the hell even the chili dog is like in real life like what the hell even is that <laughs> you know so it was, but you um, know what? it was pretty neat i never understood in the in the sonic set am when he ate chili dog it had a damn olive on it I'm like, yeah. Why the hell would you eat that? <laughs> I know. He, he likes it in a very specific way. It's just like how um, you know how the turtles will have like all their like weird kind of like pizzas and stuff. In that case, yeah, pineapple and, and ice cream. Yeah, yeah, no. exactly. Yeah, it's weird. No. Stuff like that. <laughs> um. So I, I figured, like, you know, uh, you know, we'll also kind of get into like some of our favorite games and memories too of like the song, you know, the song Hedgehog games and stuff, like just kind of playing them. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'll just kind of start off like, just, you know, since I don't have like all too many memories honestly of Sonic, like you know. Honestly, I played probably the most <laughs> Sonic, you know, through Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 because I was a big Dreamcast fan. So, like, I, you know, I played those games because they were, you know, one of the more popular games to get. And they, they were certainly fun, like, to play, too. Like, you know, I, I certainly certainly love them. Like, certainly love the music as well. Like, the music in the Sonic games, period, has always been amazing. Um, you know, especially, mm-hmm. like, with, uh, you know, with, with, like, Sonic 3 and, like, knowing that uh, that Michael Jackson oh. certainly had a hand in, like, some of the music yeah. in that, too. It was, you know, it was kind of a cool fun fact that only popped up, like, in recent memory. Uh, recent history, I should say. So, uh, so yeah, like you know, certainly playing that. Certainly playing Sonic Spinball on the uh, on the Game Gear. Oh, for me, I love that one. game. Yeah, yeah, that was um, fun. I it, it was it was cool. It was definitely a different kind of pinball game for sure. And I I, I always loved pinball in general, but like kind of seeing Sonic mm-hmm. in a pinball like level uh, was was just very endearing to me. It was just really cool. Um, and also playing the uh, like the Sonic game, uh, like the Sonic the Hedgehog game on Game Gear, which is actually different than the Sonic the Hedgehog game on Genesis. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was uh, it, it was cool just like you know to have that like handheld uh, kind of Sonic platformer like on the go. Uh, it was really neat. I never personally owned a Genesis, uh, but I certainly played plenty of like you know all the Sonic games pretty much on the Genesis uh, through like a th- you know friend of mine who I would go over to his house and we just played Genesis over there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's it's more or less my my Sonic memories right there. So. Robert, you know what? My Man, I think <laughs> I remember paying like for a while back. I remember paying like a hundred something bucks to get the uh, Master System version 
of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> That's right. I uh, remember that, they did that. That had rare distribution. Yeah, it didn't get really much of a U.S. release here. It was like very, very limited. But over in the U.K., where the Master System thrived, you pick up a copy like nobody's business. Unfortunately, at that time, import costs were through the roof, and you were like, well, okay, I still want it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a really great game. Like, it ran really well on the Master System, and it had different music, and it had different design stages, but it was just so much fun to play. So, I mean, I really didn't mind it at all. And uh, between that and the the, the Sega Genesis games, obviously, uh, Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles, uh, I even liked a little bit of Blast, like I said, with the damn birds. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Lizzie. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the, the Genesis era games. But uh, I remember the Sega Saturn really Sonic Jam. And, and I think I really liked it because not only the collection of 16-bit games that were available, but also the 3D area you got to run around in. It was a really cool, like, 3D interactive museum. And uh, mm-hmm. it was really well done. You know, it, it kind of made me wonder, you know, why didn't they do a full-on 3D game for Sega Saturn? And then you remember how shitty Extreme looked. <laughs> but, you know, it, it looked like it was really well done in terms of concept and everything like that. And I'm like, dang, you know, th- these guys really could have done something with this. But it, it was really cool to see Sonic Jam. And it's actually one of the rarest Sonic games out there. I think Sonic Jam goes for, I don't know, about 80 bucks or so on eBay or something like that. But it, it's really well worth it because it, it, it shows Sonic at his best and really gives you a hint of what could have been on the um, Sega Saturn. So I, I really enjoy that one. And then um, Sonic Gems Collection, I got to give that a shout out because Sonic mm-hmm. R, Super Sonic Racing, th- like the right. best soundtrack ever. They <laughs> <laughs> had singing and everything mm-hmm. like that. It was a lot of fun. But it was mm-hmm. a neat little concept where they ran around on foot. You know, and, and in fact, uh, like one of the announcements from last week was supposed to be like a new Sonic racing game. And there are rumors that could be called Super Sonic Racing and it's a throwback to Sonic R. So, oh, okay. I mean, hopefully we'll see, we'll see what comes of that. But, you know, it, it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, and then like in this generation, I'd say probably my favorite Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. And I think it kind of ticks me off that uh, we're not getting a sequel to that. We're just getting a new Sonic racing game. But uh I, I really love Transformed. I mean, it, it took all the rules that Sa- Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing had, and it threw them out the window, because you could transform into flying vehicles, into water vehicles, and everything like that. It had a number of different characters. It had Wreck-It Ralph and Danica Patrick, for some reason. Yeah, that's right. Samba de Amigo. <laughs> I about that. But it was so much fun to play. I, I had such a blast with it, and uh, I still enjoy it on the... Um, Xbox One is backward compatibility. So, you know, it, I think if everybody really wants to get, like, a great Sonic game, I, I recommend mm-hmm. something like, you know, the older Sonic games, and then obviously recommend something like Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Mm-hmm. And uh, for that matter, Sonic Generations, too. I thought that was a blast as oh, well. Yeah. Playing as young oh. and old Sonic. Or, I'm sorry, modern and old school Sonic, I guess you should play. Yeah. There you go. Sure. How about you there, Lizzie? Well, for me, because I grew up with the Genesis era first, you know, um, Definitely still love Sonic 1 since that, that, that was my, my first Sonic game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I definitely love Starlight Zone. Now, I don't care what anyone says. That water level was not as bad as you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Unless I'm you were the, drowning. Yeah. <laughs> you got to hear that I music all the time. Of, <clears throat> I'm one of the very few people who can actually beat it. I've beaten the whole game. I, mm. I can beat the whole game without losing one life. That's how good I am. Mm. Um. So I would definitely say Starlight Zone is one of my favorite music levels. Definitely, um, let's see, and Sonic 3, I love Carnival Night Zone and Ice Cap. That oh, yeah. is awesome.
Marvel Knights on, on I know, so it's a big, very popular one, yeah. Yes, uh, when Sonic, Son, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, when you finally do that, um, once you reach uh, Lava Reef, that's nice, but I love Sanopolis. That was just awesome. Mm. I just thought it was like the coolest thing ever. And then, of course, um, Sonic 3D Blast had good music. But those flickies costed me to basically have a temporary <laughs> breakup with Sonic. So Leave Sonic I 3D Blast alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I actually didn't return to Sonic until the Olympic Games came out because I, I got the Wii. And then I was intrigued by the fact that I saw Sonic again, but with Mario. Mm. So that that kind of rebuilt my love because... Um, my, my my best friend had called me and he he heard me cry on the phone and he was like, "What's wrong?" And I said, "Um, you know how you bought me the 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 Mario and Sonic Olympic game?" And he's like, "Yeah, I thought you would like that since, since they're both your favorites." I go, "Yeah, but it kind of triggered inside of me how much I missed Sonic." Mm. So he was like, "You missed him?" I go, and he goes, and you know he was kind of like half our like, "Wait." Were you in love with Sonic? Because I told my story, and he was like, okay, okay, look. He bought me a Nintendo um, points card, and he told me, just download all the Sonic games you want on the Wii and put them on there. So that way you can have your old school Sonic games and be happy and do not cry. Just download the games. So luckily, the the Olympic games, I love them too, because, because they are responsible for rekindling my love for Sonic and r- reminding me how much I love him, how much he meant to me. And I would definitely say when Sonic Generations came out, I love that game. I would recommend that game. I was just kind of pissed off when Sonic wasn't talking. I was like, okay, who the hell are you? Why aren't you talking? And the, <laughs> the dude with the green eyes, you're, you are not the same Sonic. See, I thought, I thought the classic Sonic was like the 90s Sonic and I thought the Sonic with the green eyes was basically him grown up like like I thought classic was like he was like 15 15 16 years old I oh, thought okay yeah because he looks younger in that version, yeah yeah, yeah I, th- I thought he was a little older but then I would explain no it's it's two th- different dimensions mm-hmm. so that kind of annoyed me because <laughs> like in generations when whenever um, they would mention why does this look so familiar? It it's like okay. So do you not remember your past, your <laughs> past games? Because when you were younger, you were in um, Chemical Plant Zone. You yeah. don't remember that. So <laughs> those so those kind of things being said in the game kind of threw me off. I'm like, wait a minute. So are you the older version of the little baby Sonic? Yeah, I mean, or... Sega hasn't exactly been the best at keeping the lore going, if you will. It's, it's always kind of been like, well, it's a new adventure now, and like it's almost like kind of like like hitting the restart button, almost like as far as like Sonic's memory of everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, okay, so it's Sonic Dark or Blue with green contacts, and then fast forward. I don't care what anybody says. I love Sonic Boom, the TV oh. show. I loved it. I I collected almost all of the plushies. I have scarf the and all, yeah. Plushies. <laughs> I have the plushies. I collected the games. I even got the imported one from Japan oh, for wow. Sonic okay. Fire and Ice because wow. it came with a mug and a bunch of cute little Sonic stuff. So I got them because some of the games that had like special edition stuff with it. Mm-hmm. So 
I will not badmouth the Sonic Boom games. I know they're broken. That's why I don't play them. <laughs> right. But I still collected them. You just wanted like the like collectability of it, basically. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say, you know, uh, th- yeah. that's the sort of game. Be like, hey, Sonic, I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> <'Cause> I'm, <laughs> I'm not playing Rise of Lyric anymore. Right. No. Sorry, <laughs> Sonic. I only got this to collect it. I still love you, but this game just sucks. But baby, I I could change. I got a scarf now and everything. So. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't understand. You're taller. Your legs are longer. You're wearing a scarf. I don't know why you're wearing right. bandages. Oh, are you talking about Knuckles' hurt? great mutation? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Where he's all yeah. beefed up and everything. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm nine feet tall. <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah, leg and, day. <laughs> and you stop shaving your arms. Why right. aren't you shaving your arms anymore? Why are they blue? Well, so he can take flight okay. with fuzzy arms. I guess. I don't that's know. Right. He's got to show off those biceps. But I yeah. still love them. I still love Sonic, no matter what. Got Even it. if he had blue arms and had a scarf and. I don't know what happened to your legs, but I still yeah. love them in his funky bed hair. It's okay. I still love him. Well, funky bed hair. <laughs> that much is clear for sure. And uh, what's also clear, too, is that a lot of other people also love Sonic, which is why we took in a bunch of listener responses. And we got quite a good response, uh, you know, quite a good like collection of responses here, honestly, from people. Uh, starting off with uh, Red5Mom, who's actually you know, like one of the hosts for Kanata's Castle from RetroZap.com. Cool. Uh, she says, Lost World, Tricky, uh, Lost World Tricky Maze theme was my favorite music from a Sonic Adventure. Uh, so yeah, it's like she she she, uh, she kind of posted like a link for that and everything, and um, yeah, she, she uh, I actually remember that and like just kind of running around in a circle basically, and like in that whole level is pretty crazy. Um, also part of the Retro Zap family, we have uh, Jason Flat uh, who says Sonic Adventure Two all day every day. Also Sonic Mania was a blast, and you know what? So was Forces. I just like Sonic. I don't care what form he comes in. <laughs> so he, he, he certainly has like a lot in common with you there, Lizzie, in that regard. Yes. Uh, there's also Faith Johnson here, and I'm going to post up these pictures in our uh, chat here while I read her response. But she says, I love Sonic 3 and Knuckles, the great surprise of reaching the Doomsday Zone for the final showdown. If you include Death Egg before it was technically six different bosses in a row, truly epic. And along with that, too, she posted up three pictures, which I just posted in the chat there for you guys to check out. Uh, of her own <laughs> Sonic collection, and uh, this may rival yours here, Lizzie. <laughs> she she has quite oh, wow. quite a few things here. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw that there there, there too, Robert. I see, it. I see it. Yeah, uh, Sonic Mania. Well, I got news for you. I have oh, all man. of them in the box. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> I know. Like the it. Master System two box with Sonic the Hedgehog. I, 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 was, I was gonna say that. Like the Master System two box is actually really impressive looking. I I really like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so some really cool stuff there, and then and thanks to uh, the faith there for uh, for sharing that collection there. Uh, there's also Carl Lewis Jenking who says Sonic essentially was my childhood. Even though I'm 26, mm-hmm. every time a new, a new Sonic game gets announced, I get unbelievably excited. Yeah, his uh, yeah he had his day, but no matter how glitchy or cliche the games can be now, the music is always amazing. Chemical Plant Zone mm-hmm. is and always will be my fave, and I think Sonic Rush's uh, soundtrack and even gameplay was massively slept on. Um, so I was, was kind of curious there, there, Lizzie, on what you thought of uh, Sonic Rush in general. I okay, I, I have those games on um, uh, what do you call it on the oh my god the the Nintendo 2DS or 3DS. I, oh, I yeah. have them all. So mm-hmm. um, I actually, you know, I actually did enjoy them. I was kind of like wondering who's this kitty person, yeah. but um, <laughs> I liked the game. I was just kind of confused by Blaze at first, but mm. like 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 every other Sonic game. There's something about the music that even if the game sucks or is crap or is awesome, the, the music steals it. And you're like, you know what? This is still awesome because of the music. Yeah. 
for sure. And that, that, that that's always been kind of like a common theme, I feel like, for almost every single Sonic game, is that the music is always interesting or cool or just, or actually really, really good, you know? So yeah. it, it, it always has that going for it, for sure. Uh, there's also Chad Fujihara here, who says, I didn't get a Sega Genesis until a certain Thanksgiving, where my brothers and I convinced our mom to order a Sonic and, a Sonic and Genesis bundle off of QVC. It came with two controllers, mm-hmm. Sonic 1 and 2 and Sonic Spinball. My brothers and I had fun finally seeing what the fuss was about Sonic and most surprising of all was how much my mom ended up liking Sonic Spinball herself so got the mom involved there playing oh, some, some yes. Sonic Spinball I love I completely forgot to mention Sonic Spinball I love that game that game was awesome I can I have beaten that whole damn game without losing one life wow. that's how good <laughs> I am yeah well it's kind of hard to die because every time you you know you get to stand on the platform and everything and then jump back into the thing with it, unless of course you waited around for the gator to eat you Right, right. I remember, like at least in the Game Gear version, like you can actually fall in the um, kind of like the acid or whatever, like along the sides. Mm-hmm. You can like in, the, in the Genesis version too. Like if you're not careful, you. It's like it's see the problem with Genesis is you really have to have timing, especially when you get to the fourth level showdown. I remember I was always sweating because because once you get to top to Doctor Robotnik, he can actually grab you and throw you to the edge. That's right. And I remember you that. go flying down. It, it was infuriating <laughs> placing him there. Uh, there's also Jim Landry here who says, spent so many hours on Sonic, Sonic 2, and Sonic 3 and Knuckles as a kid, and the music in Sonic CD, there's an- there another game actually that we, we didn't mm-hmm. like, say too much about here, uh, but it was like anything, uh, was like nothing else I had played at the time. Add the fact you could play its tunes in a CD player and you've got a multi-purpose game. I was blown away mm-hmm. by how utterly fun Sonic Mania is, and overjoyed that after 20 plus years, we finally got a real, honest to goodness, 2D Sonic sequel, which I certainly have to agree with. Um, you know, I Again, yeah. as, as I mentioned, I, I've never been like the biggest Sonic fan by any means, uh, but certainly those mm-hmm. 2D Sonic games, I feel like, is like the best of the franchise. Like when you look at Sonic One, Two, Sonic Three, and Knuckles, yeah. um, and Sonic Mania was really a love letter to the fans. It was made by fans, like for fans, really in a lot of cases. And um, like even like the little, the animated cutscene that they made for that game, like when the game first starts up. Uh, mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing. And honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing a show based on that animation. Like, it's so, so good. Me too. That would be awesome. Because, because to be honest, um, another reason why, why I kind of, you know, technically dumped Sonic for a little while is um, be, because of my, of my my brain tumor and the, the disability problems I still deal with now, the 3D games were very difficult for me. I would have to get very, very dizzy and sick. Mm-hmm. And that started to like upset me and depress me. That that's another reason why I kind of took a break away from Sonic because I realized as as much as I love playing those games, I couldn't play the 3D games. It was just too much for me health wise. Right. For sure. Yeah. So we also have uh, Paul Sullivan here who says he's blue, mm-hmm. spiky, and fast as Fook. <laughs> so... Fook. Hey, watch that. Hey, you're watching Fook in English. It's a very, yeah, it's a very, very, uh, very English uh, term there for sure. Uh, there's also Binu Mohan who says he's not as good as Kirby. Whoa. <laughs> and, oh, fighting white. Oh, Lizzie's going to come to your house and like run some. Oh, yeah. And, I'm going to uh, come and eat you just at Kirby. Those. <laughs> yeah. But in, in response to that, Adam Miller says, I like how he is better than Mario. <laughs> there okay, there we go. See, now, 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 Lizzie loves again. There yeah. And uh, finally, here we have Bill Gardner, a good friend here, Bill Gardner, uh, who says, I love that he's a zombie. So I had to kind of follow up with him on what he meant by that. So his response back to that was, he died in 94, and his corpse has been dragged around ever since. <laughs> so... Oh, my God. Poor baby. I assume somebody's not happy with the 2006 Sonic game. Maybe not. Maybe or... not. 
Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so, you know, so again, th- you know, thank, thank you uh, for everyone who uh, gave like the responses there. Some really, really fun, uh, <laughs> f- really funny comments and like stories there to share. So, uh, you know, so again, thanks to everyone for doing that. Um, so yeah, like that, that was the, you know, the, that with the Bill Gardner's like, comment there is almost kind of like a weekend at Bernie's uh, kind of situation. It almost seems like it's kind of <laughs> like dragging Mario, like uh, with Sonic's uh, corpse around uh, to wherever to like chemical plant zone and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, so that, that's pretty much our Sonic topic right there. So Robert, I believe you have a game code here to give away. I do have a game code to give Ooh. away called Demolish and Build. Uh, it is a, a neat little game in which you can actually tear things down and build them back up. It's the best of both worlds. A great little construction simulator game where you can do all sorts of stuff and tear ass however you see fit. That's not actually in the description. I'm just saying you get to tear ass and it's fun. Um, the <laughs> Steam code is... <laughs> no, no, in Minecraft. This is more like a realistic construction style game. Um, it is B7J34... 57NMDM03L0. That is for Demolish and Build 2018 and enjoy. Indeed. And that's going to lead us now to Random Select. So this is a yes or no 15 question game to guess which video and character that Robert is this week. Uh, so Ooh. basically, uh, so, so basically it's going to be, uh, it's going to be me versus you here, here, Lizzie. Um, so we're, we're okay. just going to be asking, uh, asking yes or no questions to try to guess which video game character Robert happens to be. And uh, it's always kind of like an unwritten rule, basically that uh, we, we try to kind of pick characters who uh, either like we mentioned their games or mentioned them specifically within the episode in some cases but i'm sure robert will try to make it tricky despite this being a sonic episode so um, okay and and also the fact too that uh there'll be uh there'll be a hint given after after the fifth round of questions and then another hint on the 10th round of questions and if after 15 rounds of questions we don't get it then it's game over so uh so lizzie why don't you start us off there with the first yes or no question Wait, so I so I just ask a random yes no question? Yep, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. To, to try to guess who Robert are you, is. Are you a girl? No. Okay. Uh, are you a Sega character? Yes. Okay. Are you in a like like your own your own game, Sega game? Mm, no, but I'm a I'm in a game with other characters. Okay. So I don't have my own game, no. Okay. Are you in a Sonic the Hedgehog game? Yes. Okay. Are you a fuzzy character? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, not a fuzzy character. Ooh. Uh, are you round? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Are you bald? Am I what? Bald? No. <laughs> no, not. <laughs> not bald. Well, I mean, technically I don't have any hair, but I'm not bald. Okay. Um, so not fuzzy, not bald, uh, not round, Santa Hedgehog character. Oh, um, hmm. Are you an organic being? No. Okay. Starting to nail down who this might be. (laughs) Let me see. Are you a robotic, like, like a robot character? Yes. Okay. Okay. Are you Metal Sonic? Yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, I wanted to keep it in the Sonic. 
universe, but I didn't want to make it too tough and be like, I don't know, one of the characters from Sonic the Fighters. That would have been bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay, uh, so my fifth clue on this would be like, I race just as good as my human counterpart. Mm. And my tenth guess clue would have been, I can't keep my hands off of Amy because he actually kidnaps <laughs> her in Sonic CD. That's true, yeah. That's true. That was another game we didn't mention. Sonic CD is amazing. Yeah. We... And the fact that it got a re-release is, is incredible with the American and the Japanese soundtracks. That's right. Because that yeah. was the biggest yeah. dividing point in the Sega CD release releases like japanese had an amazing soundtrack and everything like that but the american one was kind of like chintzy rock or something like that yeah it, it had, had like really interesting uh cutscenes to it as well like it was, was kind of cool to have like sonic cutscenes within a sonic game in that case so mm-hmm. uh, it was really neat so yeah so th- that was a random select right there so we nailed down that metal sonic uh it looks like he didn't get away this time in this case so um well, like i said when, when i was choosing character i didn't want to go too obscure be like are you the guy that wears the cowboy hat that swing there does something the armadillo right. is that you <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty much our cast 102 in the books. Uh, Lizzie, is there anything you want to kind of promote there? Like, you know, whether like, you know, any websites or like your podcasts or like social media or anything like that? I am actually part of the Retro Reload podcast. We do podcasts almost every week and we have random guests. We talk about, you know, gaming, old school, new school. Definitely check them out. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Lizzie, L-I-Z-Z-Y underscore Silvas, S-I-L-V-A-S. Um, I post mostly Sonic stuff, sometimes some random stuff. Uh, forgive me. Um, I'm also <laughs> big into cosplay. I am currently working on a really cool cosplay apron that's inspired by Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I'll be sharing pictures soon. And I'm also trying to make another Sonic-inspired cosplay um I love making costumes, so I'll, I'll definitely be showing that off. Um, I do have a Facebook, too. Uh, Facebook.com um, backslash Lizzie Hedgehog, all one word. So definitely check that out, too. Cool. And I think I was on your show a while back. Yes, uh, I remember we yes. were talking about some stuff and everything, and you kept picking on me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Could have been anything, really. You know, whatever. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, Robert, anything you want to promote there at Comic Book or anything? Uh, I hate computers, for one, in case you guys don't know. I kind of had to finish up this podcast on my phone. I apologize, but I don't know why my computer crapped out of me. i got to make a trip to the Apple Store tomorrow. But uh, other than that, um, there, you know, there was some Sonic stuff announced last week during their SS, uh, I'm sorry, South by Southwest panel, including Sonic oh, Mania yeah. Adventures, uh, Sonic Mania Plus, uh, which will have some bonus content, two new characters introduced and everything. So, And then that hinted at Sonic Racing Game. Yeah, I mean, you forgot the shoes. Well, There's I want the shoes. shoes. Yes, yes, yes. These amazing, <laughs> these amazing multicolored shoes that I will probably get beat up over. But never mind. I want uh, Reeboks. I think they were. No, no, no. It's a uh, Puma. Pumas? You know the key. Oh, Puma. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not good with shoe brands. <laughs> I'm not LeBron. I'm not LeBron. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they the very cool Puma because I'm, I'm I got little feet, so they better make them for my son. See, my problem is like they don't make video game shoes for like. They don't make video game shoes for Titans. You know, like I had Nintendo shoes, but they were size 12 and my feet are size 13. So you could probably guess how that ended up. Mm. Uh, <laughs> not good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to see to make sure if they make like women's sizes because this better not be, oh, it's for men. Go, you, okay, you, you know what? I'm not a guy, so you're going to find a way to make these shoes because <laughs> it, if, if they can make Sonic and Knuckles shoes back in the day 
and I could wear them just fine. You're gonna find a way to make these. Good. Absolutely, it's I'm gotta, gonna wear them. Otherwise, she's gonna be mad like Amy charging into the shoe store. Now look here, I want some women's size shoes. <laughs> it's gotta be the <laughs> shoes. It's gotta be the shoes. Yeah, um, so yeah, if you, if you want to uh, follow the Artcast on Twitter, we are at Art Podcast. Same thing for Facebook, we're at Facebook.com/slash/ArtPodcast. And if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at the Guilty Man. Want to follow me on Twitter? It's at Twitter.com/slash/TheDCD. You can also check out my work at ComicBook.com/slash/Gaming. And if you feel like throwing me a birthday note next week, I turn. I'm not going to tell you how old I turn, but I get older <laughs> next year, next you, week. You are ageless, Robert. You are ageless. <laughs> um, yeah, tell that to my knees. <laughs> Forever mm-hmm. young. Um, so, uh, we'll all... what the hell are you, Rod Stewart? <laughs> wow. wow, wow. He's, 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 he's almost kind of like Owen, Owen, uh, Owen Wilson in some ways, like just the way the way he looks, but I guess I can certainly see that. Just, wow, dude, we'll never get him on this show now. Because <laughs> so you're going to be coming on, on you know, we can talk about video games. Oh, you know, yeah. uh, I always <laughs> really like enjoy the Bomberman games. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, also, I'd like to mention, too, like we are a partner with Don't Feed the Gamers, so be sure to check them out at don'tfeedthegamers.com. That is run by our good friend there, Liana Ruppert. Uh, Hi, Liana. If you, if you Wait, love... don't, don't feed the gamer? Don't don't feed the gamers. Yes, absolutely. Oh, Apparently, okay. they're eating enough as it is. That's right. That's okay. right. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's you know they're they're all about like, kind of fan driven uh, like, with like video game news and like coverage and reviews and all that stuff. So definitely check them out again at don'tfeedthegamers.com. And uh, yeah, if you want to send us any like uh, any like questions, any like uh, feedback, opinions, or like anything at all, mm-hmm. really, you could email us at rcast at retrozap.com. And be sure to check out retrozap.com for all sorts of other amazing podcasts, especially the Star Wars variety. Yay! There is uh, Bruise and Blasters, uh, Kanata's Castle, uh, the Sandcrawler, uh, Skywalking Through Neverland, Star Wars Saves the Scoundrels. Uh, there's also Beltway Bontas, which is really cool because it combines both uh, politics and Star Wars. So if you're both minds, it's definitely the mm-hmm. podcast for you. There's also the Animaniacast, so if you're a big Animaniacs fan, it's definitely the podcast for you. And they're also Rob Paulson approved. There's also... Oh! Yeah? <laughs> got her attention. Yeah, yeah. We got your Animaniacs podcast right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also the Deucecast movie show. So if you love, you know, if you love movies, then you, you definitely want to listen to these guys because they've been doing it for over 300 episodes now. So definitely give them a listen. And uh, there's also the Techno Retro Dads. So if you love old school stuff, and of course you do because you listen to the Rcast, you'll love the Techno Retro Dads because they cover stuff in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Not only just video games, mm. but also toys, commercials, things like that. And yeah, there's also us with Rcast. So be sure to find us on iTunes. Uh, give us five stars. Subscribe and tell your neighbors. We're also on Stitcher and also Google Google Play Music. So there's absolutely no reason to not listen to the Rcast. And yeah, again, this Rcast episode 102 in the books. Until next time, keep it retro. And coming soon, yeah. the Owen Wilson podcast. Wow. <laughs> we'll go wow. Well, that's what, it'll be the wow cast. The wow. Like every week we're going to talk about our wow. favorite new movies. Did you guys see that one where me and Vince Vaughn ran Google? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we get like Owen Wilson to voice on the Hedgehog maybe in this case? Uh, <laughs> Gotta go fast. Wow. God, I'll get some chili dogs. Wow. <laughs> These chili dogs are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Got my Puma shoes. I'm ready to go. I'm going to speed onto the set of Anaconda 2. Oh, my God. All right. I think we're done. I forgot to mention like, some Anaconda uh-huh. here. <laughs> See you guys next week. All right. We'll catch you guys later.
Heya, I'm Chris Wilson. And I'm Dylan Gregory. And we host Backstage Gaming, a weekly podcast about video games and storytelling. We both play pretend professionally. Sometimes on stage with other people. And sometimes alone in a soundproof room. So join us every Monday while we talk about games, acting, and how a story comes together. Backstage Gaming. Dramatic takes on your favorite games. Part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.